Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, on today's I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast, very, very, very excited to have NFL all everything. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, two-guard wide receiver Mike Evans on the new I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Me and G Monetti are going to do our thing. We got sick fucks of the week. We are giving the Willie Hutch treatment to not one, but two people. Okay, unprecedented. All that and more, plus some sick fucks. On a brand new I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast coming up now. All right, my book is out. This book has balls. I appreciate all the love from the I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. People that have sent me pics, that have hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yo, get the fucking book. You're my home team. See, I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast. The audio book is not just an audio book. It's me narrating the whole book. It's produced by Miles Davis, okay? It's eight hours of a podcast extravaganza in the form of an audiobook. This book has balls, sports rants from the MVP of Talking Trash. And on the 8th, November 8th, tomorrow, if you're listening to this in real time, tomorrow, November 8th, 7 p.m. at Barnes & Noble at The Grove. I'm talking to people. I'm reading excerpts from the book. I'm signing books at the Grove in Los Angeles, 7 p.m. Okay, this book has balls. The book tour, don't stop, can't stop, won't stop. November 8th, 7 p.m., Barnes & Noble at the Grove. I'll be there. Get the book. Get the audio book. Get both. All right, so uh, before we get into the podcast, it's... Uh, oh. This is a, uh, it's hard to uh, deal with, do a show when, when I, I, I'm facing the adversity and, and, and the, the intensity of a loss in fantasy football. I know some of you don't play. I know some of you do play. Okay. But, uh, this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Um, and, 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 and sharing these, these highs and lows is something that I do. I, I it's my safe place. Uh, I fucking lost to Gary Delabonte in, um, fantasy football again. Um, really badly, really, really badly. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to lose. Okay. You know, it, it's part of the game. You win some, you lose some, you know, the old saying, but when you lose to a, 
a, a filthy dog, when you when you lose to an animal, uh, like 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 Gary Delabonte, it adds insult to injury. Um, the motherfucker beat me. He beat me bad. I give him no credit um, at all for for this beating. None. He did nothing. My best fucking player um, got kicked out of the game uh, uh, at, at, for getting uh, into a fight. AJ Green with, with another player. He got him in a rear naked chokehold, uh, and and then it just was it was just an onslaught. It was a fucking pile on. I don't have the stats and the points. It's it was. It was bad. It was ugly. But I am acknowledging public defeat to a low-down, dirty, dusty monkey. I, and, and I wanted to come back and report to the people, oh, I took him down. I, I got on his fucking back, and, and, and I pile-drived him with two fists full of back hair in my hand. I wanted to give you that. You know, I wanted to give it to myself first, but then I wanted to share it with you guys. But it didn't happen. Um... And I just wanted to acknowledge the public defeat that I took to Gorilla Lip Gary Delabonte in uh, Stern Show Fantasy Football this week. Okay. Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattress. Casper is a sleep brand that created one perfect mattress sold directly to the consumer. You know I love my Casper Mattress. Long-time sponsor of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. It has a sleek design and is delivered in a small, how the hell did they do that sized box? In addition to the mattress, Casper also offers an adaptive pillow and soft, breathable sheets. As always, Casper offers free delivery and free returns with an 100-night risk-free trial. If you don't love it, they will pick it up and refund you everything. Sleep on it, lay on it, live on it, love on it. For 100 nights, if you don't like it, call them up. They'll pick it up for free. I sleep on a Casper mattress, and I freaking love it. I had one of those fancy pants mattresses years ago, and I was asked to give Casper a try. Now I am the proudest Casper mattress owner there is, okay? Buying Casper is easy. Order online. It's delivered to your door in a compact box. Free shipping and free returns. It's available in the United States, Canada, and now the U.K., Get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting www.casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Casper.com forward slash Rappaport. Use the promo code Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Terms and conditions apply. Get yourself a Casper mattress. Get yourself some Casper sheets and get yourself a much needed Casper pillow. Casper.com forward slash Rappaport. All right, this is the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. Um, I, uh, I I dusted myself off, uh, and I and I'm back. Uh, I, I told the people, G, uh, that I lost to uh, Monkey. I lost to Gorilla. Yeah, uh, Stern shows a tough loss, uh, but I, I I knew that if I won, I'd be dancing in the streets. So if uh, since I lost, I had to acknowledge it. Uh, he was the better, quote unquote, man this weekend. Uh, half man, half animal, um, and I lost. Uh, but you know, Rappaport's light continues to, to to roll, and we are back. Uh, Moody, how you feeling, Mister Moody? Ah, I feel good. I feel good. Everything is good. No, no complaints. Uh, everything is good right now. What 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 can I say? Christophe Porzingis and the New York Knicks. You know, I feel like somehow or another, uh, this is a fuck you to me. Um, they're like a formidable team so far. This guy had 40 points the other day. The Knicks, yep. Frank Nicolina, uh, Frankie Nicotine, he, he's a good rookie. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball. Better basketball player than Lonzo Ball thus far. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the Knicks are are formidable. I mean, based yeah. on the Eastern Conference being so sort of like the, the last three spots being up in the air. Yeah, the New York Knicks could could very well make it themselves into into the playoffs. Uh, but isn't this the history of uh, yes, yes, Mello? I, yes, <laughs> I'm leaving. just acknowledging it because I want people to be clear that although I am banning the New York Knicks, I don't wish ill will on them. Oh, no. Nah. 
But no. but I got people saying, fuck you, Rappaport. The Rappaport curse is gone. Don't ever uh, come back. You're the reason why we're good now. And they're making the hater in me come back to be like, hey, asshole, don't get your fucking hopes up. They're not even 10 games into the season, asshole. Um, they saw you at the Barclays Center. They saw you in BK sitting there watching the Nets. So you, how do you expect these motherfuckers to feel yeah, about Yeah, well, they're coming at me left, right, and center over here. Okay? Right. And I'm just protecting myself. I don't want anything bad on the Knicks. I want them to do good. Obviously, uh, Porzingis has taken a step forward, as he should. As he should. Yeah, he's, being, he's being developed the right way. And uh, yeah. 40 points. And, you know, he's averaging 30. You know, he's in the high 30s these last few games. And he's a good, good, tall, tough player. And he's got that, he's got that grit. Porzingis has got that grit. So I, I fuck yep. with the Porzingis. I want the Knicks to continue to do well. I will not be going in there until Mr. Oakley is allowed in there. Okay, okay. Um, but my man, <laughs> his brother, his brother echoed the sentiments of a lot of Nick fans talking about Melo's um, lack of leadership is why Christoph wasn't really flourishing. But as soon as Melo left, look what we have now. This is wherever he goes. <laughs> I, I think that he's in the perfect spot over there at OKC. For some reason, he got thrown out of a game. Yo, you, he went... Did you see the, the the play the other night? He went up somebody's shit. Yeah. And he caught he him with an elbow one. all in his chin and got thrown out of the game. Think about this, Rap. He got thrown out of the game for incidental contact in the air. And he is going up to shoot. And he gets thrown out of the game because he's bracing himself for the foul that's going to come, the hard foul. He takes it, brushes it off, and money bounces off of him, and they throw the guy who got the and one out of the game. This, you talk about these other guys, this is what's going to be the undoing of the NBA. The skinny gentrification of the NBA. That, that type of shit that's, that's leading into the play and, and how things are seen is what's going to slow the game down and make people not watch this bullshit because they're calling a lot of crazy shit, man. A lot of stupid stuff. Yeah. That, you know, that, I agree. that drew, drew us. That's what drew us to the game. How, how hard, how, how fierce it was being played. And you remember those playoff games in the 80s and stuff? Yo, that was basketball. You know what I'm saying? Nobody really got hurt. It's just physical and, and it makes for great entertainment. I agree, and the fact that they threw him out uh, for that play was 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 a joke. It was a mm. joke. And, and but 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 going back to Melo specifically, you know that team is interesting, Oklahoma City Thunder, because yo Russell Westbrook he doesn't care who the fuck is on the team. He, he yo he puts his head down and he goes, and and I could see this being a problem. Like first of all, Oklahoma City they're not winning anything. But but there's times I've watched I've watched him play a few times so far where he's acting like uh, Paul George and, and Carmelo Anthony are last year's crew. <laughs> so you, you you think about Durant and why he left? Yo, they're both great players, but trust me on this, Paul what? George and Carmelo. I believe you know we don't fact check at the Iron Rapport Stereo Podcast. I believe they just signed on for this year. They not staying with homeboy. Oh, he look. He's like that. He he he's like that. Like he puts his head down at times, and he's like, "Yo!" And it's incredible to watch the perseverance and the relentlessness. It, it, it's crazy to watch, but yo, he puts his head down. It's like, "Yo, I, I'm gonna do my thing." And he's got two ill dudes on his team. Ill. Yeah, yeah. Paul yeah. George is ill, and Carmelo Anthony is an ill scorer. And my man sometimes doesn't give a shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> Ty yeah. Lue. And the Cleveland Cavaliers are continuing to struggle and struggle and struggle. Ty Lue, oh. now we're going to see if you're, really, on, if you're really a coach or, or if you weren't just a cool dude. T. Lue is a coach, man. We're going to see if T. Lue is a coach. I see he got, he got suits that fit him a little better because the first <laughs> two years in the league he had suits like from like the late 90s, early 2000s. His suits are a little bit, you know, they fit him appropriately. Uh, uh, and, and he he likes to like publicly uh, act like you know I told LeBron this and I told LeBron like they, that you're running the team. T. Lou, LeBron can literally go like that, and you'll be over there fucking 
serving fish sandwiches somewhere on the boardwalk. Literally, oh. he could go like that. No. You, 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 you have no bearing on this team. So he tries to, I told LeBron this, and uh, wah, wah, and he's saying, oh, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers are embarrassed, and they should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed. You're the coach. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right on that. T. Lou, you, it's, it starts with you, and um, <laughs> that rhymes. T. Lou, it starts with you. T. Lou, it fucking starts with you. <laughs> you're going to have to deal with some adversity, too. Uh, uh, LeBron dropped like 57 on, on the, uh, the Washington Bullets. I still call them the Bullets. Right. Yo, I'm, I'm yeah. going to give a little tip off to, to the fans here. Okay. Not only do we have Big Mike Evans on this podcast, I, I, I'm mm. telling you right now, we're about to bring in the A-list people. Yeah. Okay. Bradley Beal, Andre Drummond. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dr. Drew. Mm-hmm. Julian Edelman. That's right. New England Patriot, Julian Edelman. We're bringing the noise, okay? The Rolodex has been opened up. Stepping it up. We're bringing in major league people for major league interviews. Major league stickmen are coming in for major league interviews. You heard Mm me? Mm -hmm. Uh, You heard (laughs) me? Major league stickmen are coming in for major league interviews. We're changing the whole shit up. Yes. We'll get to my man Mike Evans in a minute. They suspended him. But I, I, I want to stay with this, this NBA shit because while the Cleveland Cavaliers are down, huh. I'm, I'm up. I want to see them struggle. I want to see them suffer. In, in the early part of the season. Okay. Yeah. Have fun. But you know who's going to be in a fucking championship. So why are you getting happy about a few losses and a few... Uh, little fucking disagreements when you know these guys are going to be in the championship. You know that. Fuck you. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Yo, they got the best player, man. Listen, he can only do it for so long. He's only human just like everybody yeah. else. All right. And he's playing all the positions. So he's even better than the best. Anyway, the Detroit Pistons are doing their thing. They're in first place. Guy Andre Jumman. Stan Van Gundy. We need to do a bizarre Stan Van Gundy. They're in first place. Yo, I tell you, don't get so hyped. It's early in the season, B. How you don't know this? You play ball. You know <laughs> what time. It's after, it's after February. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the NFL is in going into week 10. The shit goes by so fast. The NFL is going into week 10. One of my favorite things about this entire season is the success of the New York Jets. And I don't know if anybody out there has or hasn't seen New York Jets dance to anything. But at some point during Jets games, particularly Holmes games, the entire New York Jets defense will just start dancing. And to me, that's indicative of... Of the NFL. And I want to give a shout out to the NFL. The player celebrations are creative. They're fun. I love them. They're letting them do their thing. And that's like what I sports is all about. And and this this thing with the New York Jets dance to anything, that's what pro sports are all about. People want to right. have a show. Let these right. guys have fun. Let them feel comfortable. Let them let them celebrate. Let them show off their skills and, and, and talk a little shit. You know, yeah. and, and I think the NFL found a good balance with, with letting these guys do their thing. So as much as people want to shit on Roger Goodell, uh, uh, they, they loosened it up. And, and I think that the NFL this year, uh, uh, what they're letting them do is, is what it's supposed to be. Exactly. And I feel I had something to do with it because I was screaming on them guys to remember they they stopped a lot of that. And I and they and they brought it back. And and look what it is. It's people would love it. Like you said. Let these guys enjoy themselves. It's not a plantation. No, no. And and if you uh, ran 93 yards with 11 goons looking to take your head off, wouldn't you want right. to celebrate when you made it there scot-free? You made it. You made it. Take your fucking clothes off and, and play a little wiggle dick out on the field. Celebrate right. a little bit. Let your hair down. Yeah. Uh so my man, A.J. Green, there was all kinds of fights. We have Mike Evans on the podcast. He got suspended. A.J. Green on the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, he got into a little... I don't know why these football dudes are, are, are fighting. Like, you're not doing anything. Everybody's right. got on helmets. And, and then whenever somebody gets their helmet tossed, nobody's throwing punches. I, right. I don't get why they even, like, attempt to look like they fight. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, I guess they'd be so hyped up and angry. Right, right. You know? I guess that's right. 
yeah, you just grab guys, whatever you can, just angry, man. That's a that's a that's a rough game, man. We watch it on television, but man, that's a that's a rough game, man. Um Josh Gordon, Cleveland Brown, my man was suspended for an entire season. I don't know when the last time he's played. He he finally got reinstated back into the NFL. Drug this, drug that, alcohol, weed, this, that, super talented. Oh. He's oh, finally back. He's admitted to smoking and drinking before games, being I, whacked I, out I, during games. Yeah, and I, I read that, and I'm like, it sounds like he's celebrating it. Sounds like, yeah, this is what I used to do, and this and that. Yo, money, you're going to be under a bridge. You're not, you know, like, you're not going to be given too many more chances. Yeah. Because they have a lot of wide receivers in college, a lot of brothers in college looking to get on in the NFL, and you hear kind of reveling in your uh, addictions. After a while, they're going to say, fuck you. Yeah, and no, then, I, I don't I'm know why you. he said that. Like, yo, you finally got back. Why would that be something that you talk about? Yeah. Maybe maybe that was part of his rehabilitation to, to, to own up to what he did in the past. Who knows? Uh, I just know that uh, – uh, uh, I just thought it was it was it was a bugged out thing, yo. Yeah, w- w- you know what else is a bugged out thing? We talked a lot of shit about Tony Romo. I took oh, a I, lot yeah, of flack yeah. about Tony Romo when he was in the league, and I also said Tony Romo was a good broadcaster. I like listening to him broadcast games. He obviously knows the game. He's able to sort of you know see things before they happen. Which he's not of the course. only person that does that. But I've given him <laughs> love. He got into a little verbal beef with a. Neon Dion Sanders this weekend. Did, did you see it? Of course. I love Dion. And 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 the thing I want to say about Tony Romo, mm-hmm. why is there a Tony Romo day in Dallas? Like when they celebrated it. How is that justified? Like, first of all, he never won the big one, right? Roger Starbeck had a day because he won the big one. He was that dude. Right, so why even have such a day if there's no criteria? Like, winning is the ultimate. That justifies you getting your day. But this guy never won shit, and he fucked up in the playoffs, and he still gets a day? (laughs) What is this? (laughs) Yeah, Tony Romo, I don't know why the fuck you got a day. (laughs) Yo, we we, we, we talked about this. I took so much flack. I had to defend myself. You don't have to, man. Yo, he's two and four. He started for 10 years. He was two and four in the playoffs, right? And he was the cause of a lot of playoff exits. This guy doesn't deserve a day. Were you honoring interceptions? You're honoring uh, lousing up the playoff bids? What the fuck, man? Yo, Neon Dion told him, yo, don't talk about me. I got a gold jacket, mean, meaning a, a Hall of Fame jacket. I didn't Word. buy it. And Dak Prescott says, hi. Yo. I, yeah. Yo, all, all, matter of fact, matter of fact, Miles, play the Neon Dion comments and put that Willie Hutch underneath it. Mm. Tony, I, I tried my best to take the high road, but I don't know. I don't know the address to the high road, so I got to come at you, man. You, 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 you. Ten years as a starter, you're two and four in the playoffs. You ain't won nothing. I tried to bury the hatchet. Both of us work for CBS. I went and shook your hand and say, Tony, you're doing a great job this year. I thought that would be it. But nevertheless, you keep on shooting at me. Tony, what's going on, man? I got a gold jacket that I didn't buy. <laughs> Dak says hi. <laughs> and bye. Tony, leave me alone, man. I got a lot of ammunition, man. How many interceptions? How many interceptions? 19 and 2012. Come on, man. You threw to everybody but me. <laughs> Tony, come on, man. You know you never won the big one. You know you never won the big one. So stop, man. Leave me alone. I tried to take the high road, but I don't know the address. Dion brought the Willie Hutch out. Speaking of Willie Hutch, um, Papa John's Pizza. (laughs) Speaking of Willie Hutch. Papa John's Pizza um, is complaining that his pizza sales are down because of the NFL uh, ratings are down and the ratings are down because of the flag stuff and that this, that, and the other. I'm going to tell you something, Papa John. 
Your pizza's trash, Duke. Yeah. Cardboard frozen shit. Come on, B. We grew up in New York City when the bodega made better pizza than that Papa John shit. There's Italy and there's New York City, so we are connoisseurs of pizza. Tell them, rap. Yo, my man, yo, don't worry about the NFL, Duke. Worry about your shit tasting like old newspaper, Duke. <laughs> that Papa John shit is garbage, man. You, you serving that shit to the rest of the country. Maybe the rest of the country just caught on like, yo, your shit is whack. Why are you blaming it on, on the people kneeling and the leadership in the league and all this and you in cahoots with Jerry Jones and all that when your pizza's trash? Yeah, your product is trash. And, and then consequently, after he came out talking about the NFL, the alt-right supremacists claimed Papa John's as the official pizza of the alt-right. That's what you get, uh, motherfucker. Oh, man. Yeah. Good for them to endorse uh, terrible pizza anyway. Like, you like you that f- pizza? <laughs> like, even the alt-right people, they deserve to have a good pizza. Yo, fuck with some New York pizza or, or Domino's, at least. At least as far as I know, <laughs> Domino's uh, is not talking that sideways shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want anything. I'm not wishing any well on the alt-right. But, but at least if you're going to fuck with some pizza, get yourself some good pizza, Duke. And then this, this brings me to fucking old man Scully. <laughs> Vinny, Vinny Scully. Vin, Vinny. Vin Scully, the, the 90-year-old, former, retired Dodgers broadcaster. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> Matter of fact, let me get that Willie for this old motherfucker. Yeah, tell him, man. Let me get that Willie, Miles. Cue it up. Mm, you hear it. Yes. <laughs> Vin Scully said, uh, I'm really sad and disappointed. I used to love during the fall and winter to watch the NFL on Sunday. And it's not that I'm some great patriot. I was in the Navy for a year. Why was you only in the Navy for a year, Duke? I don't give a fuck that you 90 old piece of shit. (laughs) Now you don't want to watch any more NFL games because of the social issues and and the kneeling and all that shit. But you sitting there holding Jackie Robinson's loaf. Mm. You're Mr. Dodgers. Fuck you. Nobody yeah. wants you to watch the games anymore, Duke. Word. You out of touch, Duke. Jackie Dick Robinson Rick. said himself. See, it's easy to sentimentalize these dudes. And this time, 40 years later, Jackie Robinson said himself. Kick it. About the flag. He doesn't rock with the flag. He doesn't feel comfortable with the flag because he knows what he went through. Right. Imagine what he went through. And you dick riding Jackie like that. You dick you know. riding Jackie like that. But when it's happening in front of you, you don't want to watch the games. Right. Fuck you, Vinny. Yeah. Vin, you bugging, man. Vin, you bugging, Duke. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit that you're watching the games. And a matter of fact, you don't even know if you're watching the games. I seen you out there at the World Series. You was looking fucked up on the yard. <laughs> you was looking all fucked up in yeah. the field. You didn't know where you was at. Right. Right, right, that's right. Once you start talking out of pocket, man, the age shit go out the window and we got to come at you, man. Keep that Willie going. Fuck this guy, man. Yeah. Vin Scully's talking all that sideways shit. Oh, he's he's Mr. America and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Jackie said the same thing. Jackie Robinson said the same thing. In 1972. They treated Jackie Robinson like an animal. And now he's a he's a national treasure, a national hero, and all that stuff. We, so this, these people don't want sports and politics. Well, without sports and politics, you wouldn't have Jackie Robinson. You wouldn't have Joe Lewis versus Max Schmeling. You wouldn't have Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jim Brown, Sandy Koufax. Right. And the right. great Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali would be just another talented fighter if it wasn't for sports and politics. Change is hard, Vin. You old right. piece of shit, you. Yeah. Like when they got to change your diapers, Duke. You think the lady doesn't have a problem doing that shit? <laughs> you think your nurse doesn't have a problem changing your diapers, Duke? Change is hard, whether you're changing cars, changing schools, changing flights at the airport. Change is hard. There's no way it's ever going to be easy. Ask your nurse, Vin. Ask her. This is this is from the bottom of my heart. The next time you're laying on your back like a 90-year-old baby, 
Word. And your nurse is wiping Dookie out the crack of your ass, Duke. Mm. Ask your nurse, do you enjoy doing this? She's going to be like, hell fucking no, Vinny. I don't like changing your fucking diapers. Change is hard, Duke. Cut that willy off. <laughs> Put that willy back on. Uh, <laughs> it's another motherfucker I want I want to give the, the willy to. Oh, who, who that? Anthony Scaramucci. Oh, that's my man. I ain't got shit to say. He went on part of my take, Barstool Podcast, and took over the whole show. Hey, he's a New York guy. Come on. These, Come on. these guys were, were talking to Scaramucci like, like he was the bell of the ball. They were so excited to have him in the Barstool offices. Let me tell you something, Duke. Mooch. You, 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 you come here with us. You, you, you're answering the question. You're not taking over the mic. You're not doing any of that Joe Buck bullshit with us. You, you're not taking the mic. All right. I don't see you as some sort of folk hero. I see you as a rat-faced fuckboy with big, burly, bleached teeth and a guy whose upper lip is missing. You come to the I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast show, you're not getting greeted with open arms. We don't look yep. at you like that, Duke. You're going to answer some questions. Otherwise, we don't have nothing to say to you. You're not a funny guy. You don't have a good personality. The only thing you did was become friends with deviant Donald Trump. You come on this show, I'm giving it to you rough, rugged, and raw. See, I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast. We'll be right back. My bookie is real. Holiday cash, you need it, and I know where to get it. My bookie is the place to score some serious cash on your sports predictions. Believe it or not, the holidays are just around the corner. And while that means plenty of parties, gifts, and spending, it also means there's a lot of football, basketball, and hockey games you can score big on every single day. Man up and play like the pros on game day. You can play the money line, side, or total. MyBookie is your hookup for all your betting needs and offers a super fast payout when you win. There's no problems. There's no shenanigans. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money betting the games, you got to go to MyBookie.ag, the only site that I recommend. I trust them. You don't have to take my word for it. Okay? Check them out yourself. They have odds on every matchup and a mobile site that makes wagering on your smartphone a breeze. It's easy to do. Join now. Okay, if you join mybookie.ag now, mybookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Use the promo code RAPPORT to activate the offer. R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Very simple. All right, coming right up, we got my main man, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, wide receiver, all everything, two-guard extraordinaire, beast, Mike Evans. What's going on, Big Mike? Ha <laughs> ha, Big Mike, what up, man? Chilling, just got out of meetings. All right, yo, I, I can't believe you're doing the show. I appreciate you uh, you coming on the podcast, man. I'm such a fan, man. No problem. I'm a big fan of you too. I appreciate that, man. So, so what is your um, a Monday like? Like for an NFL play? Like well, you guys don't you do any physical work today? Uh, just like a little recovery stuff, like run on the treadmill, uh, light lift, uh, get a massage, um, hot tub, cold tub, and things like that. But you know, just mainly just watch the game film, and uh, that's it. Was it? Has there been a lot of a uh, reaction to the skirmishes yesterday? Because there was uh, AJ, there was yours. I mean, yours was. I mean, it wasn't really a skirmish. It, I, it seemed like you know, like it, it didn't. I couldn't tell what the hell was going on. But has there been like everybody up in arms about that? Yeah, um, you know what? What I did uh, was was unprofessional, though. You know, right? It was one of those things. It was one of those things where, right after it happened, I regretted it. Right. Um, you know, but. You know, I, I could have possibly hurt him. You know, his back was turned. Right, right. Uh, you know, all, all I saw was him push my quarterback, and I was running over there. I didn't see that Jameis had had pointed to his head or whatever. Uh, but it's one of those things, you know, I can't take it back. So, you know, I did what I did, and, uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to pay the consequences. 
Yo, I, first of all, Mike, I'm I'm such a fan of yours, you know, and and obviously I was following you when you were down there with Johnny Football in college. My first question, you may or may not know, I'm a senior fantasy football analyst. That's a fact. I took the dissertation. <laughs> I, I have the documents. People, different players have spoken about fantasy all over, you know, this season a bunch of times. Do you follow fantasy? What is your take on fantasy? I'm sure people all the time. Big Mike, you're killing me with fantasy. Big Mike, you kicked ass for me in fantasy. Do you like fantasy? What are your thoughts on fantasy football? Uh, I got a lot of thoughts. Uh, I mean, obviously, right now, I don't, I don't play it or, right. or anything like that. But you know, I, I mean, you want to be doing good. I mean, I mean in fantasy, because that means you're doing good in the games. So you want to be doing good in fantasy. Um, it brings a lot. Of, it brings more fans to the game. Uh, you know, of, of the sport. Uh, brings a lot more fans, um, but they don't. I don't know if most people are really watching the games though. Right. Because people would, would get upset if you have like three or four points on fantasy, but you made like three great blocks. Uh, you made like three huge first downs or something like that. So they don't know um, the effect you really have on a game. So I don't know. It's good and bad. I think. But mainly good. Me, I love both, and you know, fantasy is just like it's like it's like the um, the salt and pepper on, on, yeah. on the meal. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you have to yeah, love football cool. to to really be in the fantasy, it, it, in my opinion. But you know, I know some people are nuts with it. So you used to play basketball, right, Mike? Yes, sir. So in high school, you, you like in basketball, how good a basketball player did were you? Are you? Do you still play ball? Uh, I, I shoot around here and there uh, in the off season, but. I don't, I don't really get up and down like like that anymore. Like like I did in college, uh, I used to go to the rec all the time and play against the AM, you know, basketball team a lot. Um, I was a solid player. I think, um, you know, not being cocky or anything, but I, I'm very confident in my, you know, my 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 just ability to be, to play all multiple sports. Um, I think if I went to college for it uh, and was in the right situation, uh, I probably could have had a chance to go to the NBA. Damn. All right. Shit. That's cool. I mean, I, I'm not surprised. I refer to you as a two guard wide receiver because I imagine when you play ball at the highest level, like you're, you, you gotta be, I mean, you're probably physical, but you're like a two guard. Like in my opinion, like yeah, the, the, I, there's the, there's I, the I little play. dudes and there's the two guard yeah. big dude wide receivers. Yeah. When I was in high school, um, for, I played on a unsponsored AAU team. So we were like a, a, a group of guys that played with each other since we were eight years old. But me and one of my, my best friends, Terran Petaway, he uh, played in Nebraska uh, a couple years back, was the leading scorer in the Big Ten. Um, me and him were the tallest on the team, and so you know we could bang too. But we were really recruited to play guards, but we had to guard the other teams like post players and things like that. Um, and we held our own. You know, we, guard, we can guard one through five. And, you know, we got rebounds and pushed them up the floor, uh, facilitated and, and things like that. So, you know, I was recruited to play the two and the three. And why did you only play one year? You only played one year of high school football? Oh, yes, sir. So how did that happen? How, how do you want to play one year of high school football and then, you know, going to Texas A&M and then wind up in the NFL? Because that's, that's crazy. Oh, I, I wanted to um, was really focus on uh, basketball, honestly. Uh, I kind of fell out, fell out of love with the game when I got to high school. I didn't really like the, like the football program at the time, so I was just playing basketball. And then uh, you know the coaches kept trying to get me to come out. You know they saw my size and my you know my athleticism, and they wanted me to come out. And my friends, all my friends on the team, they knew I could play. Uh, I just hadn't played in a while. Just one day, I was in uh, sitting in math class my junior year. And I said, "I'm gonna just play football." So I went to spring practice. Uh, got an offer my first day in football pads uh, at practice from Tulane. And then um, that's how that all got started. But had you played competitive tackle football before that? Yeah, I played in middle school and, and little league and stuff like that. So I knew how to play. In, in Texas, football is like, it's like everybody plays football. Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Because, you know, like I'm I'm from New York City. Like there's not like... I mean, you could play football, but you got to find it. You know what I mean? Like, it's a lot of it's too much concrete to play tackle football. Yeah, that's where all the hoopers hoopers are at in New York. 
Yeah, we we, we kind of fell off. So so <laughs> our our basketball is is we're in trouble. And well, now the Knicks are doing good right now. But you know, whatever. It's the first. Yeah, I like Porzingis a lot. Yeah, he's dope. What do you think of him? Oh, he's he's a beast. You know, they they call him a unicorn for a reason. I I agree. Man, he he can shoot. He's like a more athletic version of Dirk. Back when Dirk was young, he's like a more athletic version and who who can like handle the rock better and play better defense. Yeah, so it's kind of similar to Dirk, I think, but he's more I don't know more polished, I guess, than Dirk was when he was younger. Yeah, he's uh he's really good. He's really good. And I mean, you know, if you're seven three, defense just means putting your hands in the air, you know, because He's like an automatic rim protector without even yeah. – I mean, you don't even have to jump. Like, he blocks so many shots just, just from standing there, and he's athletic. And so far this year, he's, you know, he's cocky, and, you know, he's he's feeling yeah. it. So it's it's the no, – He got some swag to him. Yeah, he got the natural the natural uh, progression is going through. Who are your other players in the NBA that you that you, that you you love watching? Like, who, who are your dudes now? Well, my favorite of all time is Dwayne Wade. Uh, he's my favorite athlete. Um, but then when, when LeBron came to Miami – in 2011, you know, I had to fall in love with his game. And I know you always be talking trash about him and giving him, giving him a hard time. But, you know, he I think he's the best player. Uh, he's the best player I've ever seen. Listen, I don't talk trash. First of all, you got to be dope for me to really give you the trash talking. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, for me growing up, you know, I didn't ever want to be like Mike. I wanted to bury Mike. I'm a New York Knicks fan. Michael Jordan was a problem. I wasn't one of those people at <laughs> Madison Square Garden when he'd come in and give us 60, I'd be clapping for the greatness. I was crying, screaming, yelling, and, and you know, and, and ranting. So Le- yeah. LeBron is sort of the, sa- you know, the same thing to me in terms of, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I, I break his balls, Big Mike, okay? I break his damn balls, but I don't break any balls on the Utah Jazz. <laughs> I got you. So, so you. Wade is your dude. <laughs> who, who else do you love? I mean, Wade is in the twilight of his career. What do you What do you make of the NBA this year in terms of where we're at? Because you know, Cleveland, they're going to get it together. But the, the, you know, it's not the Miami Heat days where it's the Dwayne Wade, you know, uh, yeah. LeBron James running up and down the court. You know, D Wade's going to he's going to be able to do his thing if he stays healthy. But it's only going to be in spurts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it depends. Like he don't really get minutes like that. You know, when he he, got, he just got. Like 30, this is the first time this season he's played over 30 minutes and he almost had a, well, he's close to a triple double. Um, so, I mean, it's all about like minutes and getting opportunities. And he is in the, the back end of his career. Uh, but other teams I like to watch, uh, I'm a, I like Lonzo Ball when he was at Chino Hills and I've been following him. Uh, I, I think his game would transition well. He just, it's going to take some time and he has to be around a, a better team. Um, I like, I like Austin Rivers, Ben yeah, Simmons. I like Ben Simmons a lot. He's uh, good too. I don't know. It's a lot of good young teams, uh, hungry teams out there right now. Do you think all? Because I've been I've been hard on Lavar Ball, Lonzo Ball, uh, the, the the big baller brand. Do because in my opinion, I I, I kind of imagine this happening. You know, there's been so much talk about Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball, Lonzo Ball, and now you know, obviously, I think he'll figure it out. I think he'll wind up being a good player, but it's like. And what is your take on the whole big baller brand, the the scrutiny, the and, and just the amount of tension? I mean, he's got so much attention on him, and there's so many other rookies across the league that are yeah. doing better than me. Even you know the kid Kuzma on his team. You as a professional, what do you think of that? Like, you know, what is your take on that? Um, it's it's like um, it's like a fifty fifty thing. Like people are are saying that. You know, some people don't have their dad in their life, and he just loves his kids, and he, he thinks his kids can do anything. Um, that's cool at all. But for me, I wouldn't want, you know, my pops to ch- be be more popular than I am. And, you know right. what I'm saying, like, he's getting more, more publicity than his son, and his son was already going to be a top draft pick, so he didn't have to. You know, if he was always, you know, exuberant like that and, and talking loud at the games, that's fine. You know, showing support, showing love for your kids. Um, he seems like a great father. Uh, I've seen little pieces of their – their um, the, the show they have. I've seen little pieces of that on social media. Uh, he seems like a great father. Um, he's just a little extra at times. Right. I mean, just to put it, he's just a little extra. Good father, and he's just a little extra. Who do you have winning the championship this season? Uh, Cavs. Cavs in six. Woo! 
wait a minute, Mike, you're bugging. Wait, 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 wait. You got the Cavaliers winning the championship over the Golden State Warriors in six games. I, I, I need an explanation. Are, are you? What are you talking about? Uh, I think they're going to solve the puzzle this year. I think they're going to rough them up. Uh, I think Isaiah Thomas is going to play great. Uh, I think he's going he gonna to mesh well with LeBron. Um, if their team's healthy, I think they'll, they'll find a way to get it this year. Oh, my goodness, Mike. I, 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 you, you know where my head is at on this thing. I had the broom out <laughs> last year. I had the plunger out. I mean, LeBron, to be honest with you, in my opinion, he can go to the Utah Jazz right now, and they'd wind up being formidable in, in the West. He's, Utah he, Jazz are, are solid, though. Even without Gordon Hayward, they're solid. They, they, they're one of the few teams in the NBA that play good team defense. Yes. Even though Harden just scored 56 on them. But, you know, guys in the NBA, they explode like that uh, some nights. Well, what do you think? You're, you're from Galveston, Texas. What do you think of your Houston Rockets? Are you a Rockets dude, a Mavericks dude, or are you a Spurs uh, dude growing up? Not Dwayne Wade. D. Wade? Yeah, I didn't. I started watching basketball when I was like in fifth grade, and I was a D Wade's first year. Jesus Christ! You were only in the fifth grade when he was playing. Yeah, fifth was his first year, I think. How old are you, Mike? Oh, oh three. I'm twenty four. Jesus Christ, man! You're killing me here. You were in the (laughs) fifth grade in Dwayne Wade's rookie year. Yeah, it it was a fifth or third or fourth. I mean, oh my! I think it was fifth. It was fifth grade. Fifth grade. The point is, Mike, because I was in my late thirties when he was when he or somewhere (laughs) in my thirties, possibly. You were were shooting. You were you shooting Prison Break back then? (laughs) Hey, I I hated you in Prison Break, man. Do Do you like Prison Break? (laughs) Oh man, it was my favorite show. Did Did you watch the revival of the show? I did. It was um. The ending was a little rushed. It was it was better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be terrible. It was all right. It wasn't better than the first four, but what what cool. are you, what are your other shows? What other shows you like? Right now, I'm on Stranger Things. Uh, I've watched Dexter, Breaking Bad. Um, I watched the the Insecure show. Yep. Uh, me and my wife love watching that one. Um, we watch so many shows, I can't even. Name them all. Power. Power is my favorite right now. Yeah, Power is dope. What are you thinking of Stranger Things the second season? You're watching the second season? Yeah, it's solid. I still like the first one a little better. I'm two episodes. Um, I'm about to be done with the, the second season. I got two episodes left. Yeah, I, I think it's good. I mean, the first season was so good. It's hard to – sometimes shows should just be left alone. Like, you know, you leave it alone because it, the – I think sometimes people make like that show seemed like they just made it not even knowing what it was going to be. And then it just took off. And then they're like, all right, we got to do, you know, second season. And and sometimes you don't have it. You know, it's like, you know, you have that championship season and then it's hard to duplicate it. Uh, I agree. I agree. So, all right. So I got the, uh, the Warriors actually beating your Cavs in, in, in five games this year. Again, heartbreak. And then LeBron's going to (laughs) leave. LeBron's going to leave Cleveland, and then the jerseys are going to start burning this. Oh, he can't leave again. Oh, he's leaving, Mike. <laughs> I was upset when he left Miami, but I guess it was all right. I was like, I couldn't be mad at him because when he left, I, I was becoming like a, I was going into my pro pro stage, and you know I wasn't like in college or in high school anymore being a fan. I was going into my pro stage, so I had to, you know, think as a pro. Like he's trying to do his best for him. Have you gotten to meet D Wade? Yeah. So, uh, I met him once. What was that like? It was one of the best experiences ever. <laughs> you know, you growing up as a kid, you never think that you're gonna, you know, meet your idols and uh, you know have them become a fan of you and things like that. So uh, I just felt like a big kid. I was at the Houston Rockets um, Chicago Bulls game uh, this past February uh, Super Bowl week, and uh, you know I was sitting courtside, and D Wade came up to me when they were announcing the, the Houston Rockets. Uh, we shared some words, and uh, that was an awesome feeling. And what other NBA dudes did you trip out that you've gotten to meet? That I tripped on? Yeah, that you were like, you know, that you were hyped to meet. I'm always hyped. to. I'm a fan of just sports. I, I'm always, like, hyped. I'm never, like, too over overexcited, but I'm always hyped to see, like, uh, just any any players that I, I watch on TV, you know, honestly. Um, even guys that I play against, you know, off the field, like, I'm hyped to see them. I don't overdo it or anything, but I'm just a fan of, of sports. You know, football, basketball, baseball, boxing, uh, MMA. I love it all. 
Yeah, I'm into it too. Do, are, are you are you an Astros fan? No, man. I, I was a Derek Jeter fan growing up, <laughs> and I, I liked uh, the Phillies. I like Ryan Howard and uh, Chase Edmund. Oh, okay. I was gonna say congratulations on your Astros, but they beat my Yankees, so they get nothing. I know. I was mad about it too. Houston's cool though. I, I've been to a couple Astros games. Baseball games are more fun uh, to go than than watch on TV. All right, so NFL stuff. Who are your guys, other receivers in the league that you love, that you get excited, like you know, like dudes that you're, you you respect? Who who are your favorite dudes to watch when you're not playing? I, I respect all receivers because it's a it's a tough position. But my favorite guys to watch, man, I like watching uh, Tyree Hill, mm. from Kansas City. I like all the top guys. I like watching Odell, Julio Jones, uh, AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins. I like watching Fitz, uh, B. Marshall. I, just, yeah. I like watching all the guys. I like watching smaller guys, honestly. Because it's it's like a different, the, the, like big guys like you, and then the smaller guys like the Antonios, the Edelmans, Antonio like, Brown. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's he's one of my favorites to watch too. And these guys are like, you're like a two guard. These guys are like undersized point guards. Weezy, shh. Sorry, <laughs> Weezy, be quiet. Weezy, shut up. <laughs> Weezy, come here. I'm on the phone. Big Mike, shut up. Shh. Yo, so what is your take on all uh, this this craziness this season with, with all the kneeling, all the hoopla, I've been very, you know, outspoken about it. The politics of it, in my opinion, have diluted the message, and it's like almost become—I don't know. Did you did you ever imagine that that what Kaepernick did would turn into the craziness that it's turned into? No, I didn't. Um, and, and I agree with you said. You know, everything's getting the message is getting misconstrued, um, and that that's how it is with politics. Uh, that's why you know people tend to stay out of it because it's, right. it's never, you can never win. It's always 50, 50. You can never win. You can please one, one crowd and then you know disappoint the other. So that's why people don't even want to get involved w- with it. Do you think ultimately like, like that's what's going to happen with the players? Cause, cause I, I get it. You know, it's like, you know, we could sit on the sidelines and be like, you know, the players should do this. The players should do that. You know, you guys are are the ones out there. You're taking the scrutiny. There's probably, you know, I know that there's politics within sports. You know, people forget that it's a business. We think it's all catching, kicking, you know, shooting basketballs, and we forget that it's a business. And and we sometimes, as fans, you know, hold you to higher regards. Forget on the field, but just in terms of what you should say, what you should do. And and do you think ultimately it's going to wind up being like in, in the off season where it's like sort of like with the NBA where it's like. You know, they they, they eliminate the, the room for protest. I'm not sure what the, what the NFL is going to do with that whole situation. Um, you know, that's that, that's what makes the, this country so great because you have the right to protest, you right. have the right to use freedom of speech. So, um, but when when your people just want you to just shut up and just play, like I can, we can go on on and on all day, you know, about this, but. You know, at the end of the day, we do have to to do our job, and that that's the main that's my main objective. You know, I've sat for the anthem twice, and uh, you know, the both times I did it, I thought they were great reasons. Um, but there's no, I, I have nothing against you know the military and thing like that, and, and people know that, but they're just gonna try to misconstrue it if you if you if you don't agree. So I don't know, it's just too touchy feely for me. No, I hear you, I hear you, man, and and I respect uh, you doing that, and I respect the players doing that. And also, I respect the you know having to deal with all the the, the backlash and and I, I can't even imagine because it's 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 been so it's been so crazy uh, th- this whole season with it. It's like this season will forever be linked with it and the scrutiny of it. But you know what I I say, and this is why I commend you guys is that like you know politics and sports we wouldn't you know talk about Muhammad Ali. Jackie Robinson, you know, Joe Lewis versus Max Schmeling, none of these things if if these guys didn't have the balls to take a stance. And when we look at it 100 years later, it's easy to digest. It's Muhammad Ali's a hero and he's beloved to everybody. But, you know, change, 
is is tough. Whether you're going from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to you know the Los Angeles Chargers, or you're buying a new car, or your kids are changing schools, or you're you're going from one kind of sneaker to another sneaker, change is different. You know, change is scary. It freaks people out. Um, and and I'm I'm proud, especially you young guys. You know, I'm sure it's a lot. I'm sure it's a lot, and it's it's a, a you know, you guys are kids. You know, so I respect it. And um, I'm gonna let you go, Mike. Listen, I want the Bucks to get back to winning. I'm a fan. You know, keep doing your thing. Have a great, healthy, healthy, healthy season, Mike. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I appreciate you, Mike. Thank you. And and I'm gonna be touching base with you later on in the NBA season. So so make sure you're uh, you can stand behind these Cavs a little a little bit longer. I got you. All right, Mike. Yo, have a great week, man. All right, man. You too. All right, Mike. All right, brand new soft-ass I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast t-shirts are available at store.barstoolsports.com, including the sucker shit t-shirt that is sweeping the nation, the now infamous, iconic, cat killer t-shirt, the You Fuck You t-shirt, and the I Am Rapport American Flag Classic, and the Gringo Man Dingo Buttersoft t-shirt, and more. Go to store.barstoolsports.com. Get all Buttersoft I Am Rapport Stereo Podcast t-shirts there. Yasiel Puig, Los Angeles uh, Dodger, lives in L.A. L.A. is ruthless, man. During Game 7, during Game 7 of the World Series, they broke into my man's crib again. They had broken into his crib another time. They, they're, they're watching his crib. Yeah. In March, they robbed his crib during a game, and they know he's out there playing for the city of Los Angeles. Oh, they don't give a fuck about all that. And they robbed his crib again. But this time, I guess he had fake jewelry because he's used to his crib being robbed. But I'm like, yo, my man is out there playing for the World Series title and you're robbing his crib. Oh, they ain't watching the game. They don't, they don't know he's out there. <laughs> far as they know, they ain't make the playoffs. We about to get this paper, man. Huh? <laughs> huh? Fuck them games. Fuck the games. Yeah. <laughs> fuck the games. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is the come up. The fact that he isn't there, the fact that he's at home plate is an opportunity for us. This is a cartel. This is what they do, man. They did Yasiel Pui greasy. Yeah. Uh your your man, your man uh OJ Simpson. Uh-oh. He was finally asked uh, uh about Caitlyn Jenner, formerly Bruce. Um <laughs> her claims that uh Bruce uh, uh knew and and Kardashian knew that OJ was guilty, and, and and OJ came back and said, "If he wants to live his life of a, as an old lady, fine." And people say that's a swipe. Hey, he's old. He's now a lady. But he said he didn't know Bruce, and he never met Caitlyn. Kate, the thing about Caitlyn, this is a, exactly why I can't stand fucking Caitlyn. If you knew Money Grip was guilty back then, why didn't you say it? Why are you saying it now? Just to sell books or keep your little Diane Sawyer shit going. Exactly. Exactly, man. Yo, he needs to just fade out. This is why ESPN went down the tubes when you start, when you gave this guy an award. He needs to just fade out. Fade out. Live your life. Do your thing. Do you, Duke. OJ just did a bid. He came home. He heard that you shitted on him. He said some, uh, you know, clever shit, whatever, and it's over. Like, t- touche, motherfucker. It's over. Um, well, this will bring us into the sick fucks of the week. Uh, Miles, cue the sick fuck of the week music. This award is earned, not given. It's called the sick fuck of the week. This guy's really sick. Lock him up. How could you do it? Don't let him out. Damn. You fucked the door? You what? You fucked the dog? Why would you fuck the dog? Why would you fuck your girlfriend's dog? Sick fuck. The sick fuck of the week. It's earned. Earned. Not given. You did... What? No. 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 Yes. Yes. The sick fuck of the week. And it's an award that is earned, not given. It isn't an award that is earned, not given. White freshman, this is a fact, oh. 
who was rubbing her used tampons on her black roommate's bag was arrested. This is a fact. This is disgusting. This is the Damn. true epitome of a sick fuck. Brianna Bruschi, Broshi, a white student, bragged about poisoning her roommate by rubbing used tampons on her bag, pouring moldy clam dip in her lotion. Oh. Putting her toothpaste inside her rectum has been arrested and expelled from the University of Hartford. She bragged about this on social media. She was so uh, uh, offended that she had a black roommate. Damn. Yo. You know, this, this is what, we have to say it. This is what Trump brought out. He brought it out to where they feel that they could say anything. And there's a, there should be a consequence. They can do whatever they want. But are you ready for that action? Well, and when you say action, you mean? I mean, getting your ass kicked. Yes. Uh, getting snuffed. Yes. Because you feel emboldened because your president gassed you up. Yeah, but then when, but you, when them, them hands start flying, what you got? Right, right. You're not living in the 50s. You're not no. living in the 40s. You're living in uh, 2017, and motherfuckers is about it. <laughs> motherfuckers and, and is about it, about it. <laughs> and and uh, they're trying to, people trying to live with some civility, but you 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 forcing them into some some other shit, man. Second sick fuck of the week. A teacher, a female teacher, a preschool teacher, Heather Marcotti. I don't know how to pronounce these sick fucks' names. Heather Marcotte, whatever the fuck her name is, <laughs> in Louisiana was arrested for biting a two-year-old student on the face. Ah. Uh. Kid was unruly, wouldn't stop crying, so she bit Shorty on his grill piece. Oh. Imagine you send your kid to school. He comes back with his grill, bitten and bruised by the teacher. Man, uh, uh, it's blackout time. It's like, oh, the teacher did it. Okay. And that, that's it. So you don't alarm anyone. You just start, you start greasing up. Huh. And, and for what's the grease for? <laughs> you, you start greasing your body so, so the punches, if she starts punching back, they could just glance off. Mm. You, start, you start getting ready, man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Halloween just passed. And, you know, Halloween uh-huh. is supposed to be fun. It, it really has nothing to do with 27-year-olds and teenagers and all that shit. That's just, if, if, if you're 17, 18 and you're celebrating Halloween, you're usually up to no good. Two yep. teens... In New York City, Bed-Stuy, they were throwing eggs at a mother and a seven-month-old baby. Hit the seventh-month-old baby in the head. Shit. Wow. These are true sick fucks, young sick fucks on the uprise, on the horizon. Crazy, man. Finally, and I want to give a shout-out to the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail, dailymail.com yeah. is the official newspaper, whether they like it or not. It's the official, unofficial newspaper of the Sick Fuck of the Week segment. Yeah, yeah. I had the pleasure of, of happening upon the Daily Mail people in New York City, and I told them, you give us oh, really? so much good loving with these oh, sick is that fucks. Right? Uh, <laughs> that's cool. Word. Love those dudes. They're right in New York. Um, <laughs> but finally, the, 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 the Sick Fuck of the Week Kevin Spacey, you sick fuck you. Yeah, I want to talk about all this. They, okay, they, they, you, you, you go. Yo, my thing, if, if it's some shit that happened 20 years ago, it's a lot of this stuff, and you got to prove that. You're like, you can't just come into court and just say shit. The burden of proof is on the, uh, the accuser, right? If you're accusing someone and it happened 18 years ago, you got to prove that that happened. Like, you just can't say it. But I feel bad for these dudes. They had my man Tootsie, motherfucker Dustin Hoffman. He didn't even, he didn't even know that that shit happened. And, uh-huh. this motherfucker, and, and, and he was like, just immediately apologized. But all of a sudden, now you got to be like, you just get accused of shit. That, and it's like they just spread it in the paper like, like you did it. Like, prove that. 
Yo, Kevin Spacey is bugging. Ke- Kevin Spacey is in sex rehab. Duke, my man. What the hell is that? Yo, that ain't going to fix what you got, Duke. You, you, you wild. You, you, you grabbing on people. I think that Kevin Spacey knew that there was, there was, uh, I think oh, basically Tate? he was admitting to what he was doing because he had, he has a reputation. I've heard this stuff about him for years. Uh, what else is popping, Moody? Oh, check this out. On a Delta Airlines flight, this is the, this is some of the wildest shit I heard. After spitting major game, this young lion, after spitting major game to a 48 year old, Cougar, whom he just met on the plane yes. that, was se- that was seated next to him. His game was so strong that she gave him a mic check as the plane taxied to the gate. Mm. Yo, just think of that. You bag her right before you give the ticket to go into the, to the, uh, to the plane. And then after the flight, you get a mic check. Yo, that's some you just meet her. That's some other shit. Yes. That's pimp shit. That's that's some other shit. That's 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 steady pimping. All right, Moody, you got anything else? No, no, I got it, man. Everything's good. All right, another hard-hitting episode of the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. I want to thank our guy, Big Mike Evans. Hold your head. He'll be back playing in a week. That suspension was whack. I appreciate you taking the time to come on the I Am Rappaport Stereo Podcast. Next episode. Julian Edelman, Super Bowl champion, shit-talking connoisseur, and fellow author joins the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast. Came to the Dingo Dome. Me and Julian Edelman. It's the Iron Rapport Stereo podcast. G. Moody, last name rhymes with duty. Me, the gringo man, Dingo, a.k.a. Mr. White Folks, a.k.a. White Mike. Moody, we out. Peace. Peace. Peace.